You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast on the Creative Church Podcast Network, where we share stories of people becoming who they were made to be. My name is Emily Cummins. This week, Justin Dean is sharing his becoming story. Justin is a church communications advisor and entrepreneur. He served as the communications director at Mars Hill Church in Seattle, is the author of PR Matters, a survival guide for church communicators, and is the co-founder of That Church Conference and Sunday U. Here is my conversation with Justin Dean. that you have an incredible story and I would love for you right now to just unpack what has made Justin who Justin is today. Growing up, I actually did grow up in a Christian home, um, but it was kind of a crazy wonky Christian home. My my mom had left um, when I was five, turning six. She just took off, divorced my dad. Um, He was actually down in California on a business trip. We were living in Alaska where I was born. And uh, he was down in California for about a month, I believe, looking for uh, work. And my mom just kind of called him up and said, well, you know, we're getting divorced, the the house is sold, and your five children are on an airplane to California. So you might want to pick them up. (laughs) And uh, that was, you know, that was kind of the the end of our time in Alaska and part of our new life uh, that began in California. Luckily, my dad did find a really good job and uh, started just raising the, the five of us uh, on his own for a while. So I'm the youngest of the five. Um, we uh, So I grew up in Southern California. My, my older brothers and sisters, um, uh, you know, they at that point, they were all older and kind of going on their own paths uh, anyway. So uh, was me and me and my dad became pretty close. Um, but he, through the divorce and everything, um, just what, you know, church wasn't a priority for us anymore type of thing. Um, bef- before I was born, my family history is all Mormon. My, my mom's dad was like a Mormon bishop. Uh, my dad became a Mormon in order to marry her, and then they, they married in the Salt Lake City Temple, and uh, my dad was actually going through the process to become a, a bishop when our neighbor, who was a uh, devout Christian, would always debate with him over the Book of Mormon and the Bible, and uh, he became a Christian through that right before I was born. So all my brothers and sisters actually grew up Mormon. I was the only one who, you know, from birth grew up in a Christian home. Uh, but unfortunately, through the divorce, that kind of, um, like, we still called ourselves Christians, but my dad was, you know, single single dad at the time, working full-time at a, um, you know, demanding career and uh, going to law school at night uh, to become a lawyer. And so he wasn't around. I mean, I, I grew up with, like, living nannies taking care of uh, me, and uh, my dad had a huge heart for foster care, and so we always had foster kids in the home, even though it was just my dad and, and everything. He just, he always had a heart uh, for that. And so 
I grew up around a lot of foster kids coming in and out of our home. Uh, we always brought in kids who were my age, so I would go to school with them. And uh, we ended up adopting two of them. So in addition to the five, I've got two adopted brothers. Um, and so through that, like, uh, I, I lived a pretty, you know, moral life, lived, lived by a compass at least, called myself a Christian, but really didn't, nobody was walking through that, you know, with me at all. And, uh, you know, like I said, my brother, my brothers, and my sister were all gone doing their own thing. Um, and so I didn't really get into too much trouble until high school when I really was trying to figure out like, okay, like, who am I? What do I want to do? Um, I've lived pretty independently, um, you know, until now and wasn't really fitting in. And so the easiest way to fit in to high school in Huntington Beach, California was to, you know, smoke weed and, um, sleep around and, uh, you know, try to, try to gain approval from all the high school kids. And so, did all that stuff and and uh, actually did end up you know fitting in and, and getting friends obviously not great friends but um, that's the path that I started going down and through God's intervention my oldest brother um, was at that time getting married and uh, they had uh, a baby girl and he had decided man if I'm gonna be starting a family and get married I need to go back to church and kind of pick up where we left off years ago and uh, I really looked up to him at the time and so I you know he would drag me along to church uh, we started going to a, a bible study that Greg Laurie was doing down there at uh, Calvary Chapel Costa Mesa he would um, come over from his church and do a, a bible study there every Monday night so we started going to that and uh, only a few weeks into it um, you know did I walk down and uh, kind of give my life to Christ or re reaffirm it is what we called it at the time because I was like, man, I am a Christian, but I know I want to, yeah. um, you know, actually live for him and, and pursue what it means to be a Christian. And so, you know, if you know anything about Greg Laurie, he, he literally does an altar call every single time he preaches. And uh, uh, God just blesses that because every single time he does it, there's at least 20 or 30 people that, that just come up. It's uh it's crazy when you talk about like the gift of evangelism yeah. um he, he definitely has it so um that was around you know 15 years old um devoted my life to christ at that point and uh <clears throat> you know uh, graduated high school early uh in california if you decide that you're smart enough and had enough you can just take a <laughs> test and uh, they actually give you like a physical diploma, not a GED, but yeah. like a, a diploma. So I don't know if they still do that, but that's that's what they did, um, you know, however long ago. And uh, so I, I took the test and um, uh, was like in the top 2%. I was like, great, this is great, I'm out of here. And graduated like a year and a half early and uh, started a, a job right away that paid really well. And that... Uh, that independence of being able to move out, like I moved out of my dad's house at 17, you know, he co-signed the lease, but I moved out. I was like, I'm, I'm good. I got a great job. I'm, I'm just gonna do my own thing now. And, uh, but that, that little sliver of independence and being on my own just kind of led me back into my ways. Cause I really had no one walking through or, or you, you know, teaching me how to be discipled by any means. And I would kind of, kind of go to church here and there. Um, and so through, 
a number of di different circumstances, uh, ended up in jail and um, was in the, the L.A. County prison for 14 days of a six-month sentence. Wow. And uh, luckily, um, the jails in L.A. are very overcrowded, and uh, I was there for driving with a suspended license and um, stealing credit cards uh, and uh, compared to the murderers and rapists and things, they uh, don't want to keep you in there. So because of the overcrowding, they let me go early uh, with time served. So that was an incredible blessing from God there. Uh, literally, like, the the symbolism was, was crazy because uh, one of the other fellow inmates had given me a Bible uh, dude with a giant swastika tattooed on his oh, wow. on his chest, and uh, uh, I don't know much about jails anywhere else, but at least in in LA, you you pick a, a crowd to like hang out with. It's either the the Mexicans or um, African Americans or the white supremacists, and you kind of just go with your race, and uh, otherwise you you know you get beat up or killed. And so the you know the white people were all skinheads. Uh, but they were, uh, according to them, you know, devout Christians who all carried Bibles. Um, and so I was gifted a Bible from one of these guys and was reading, um, you know, the, the book of Job, uh, because I felt like, man, I'm at the bottom here. Everything's happening to me. I don't know why God's punishing me sitting here in jail, obviously not taking any responsibility for, you know, what I did to uh, get there. Um, and literally as I'm reading like the last verse, the last word of the book of Job, they come over the loudspeaker, you know, say Justin Dean line up for release. And I just kind of ran for that door because it was, it was common if you're uh, lining up for release that, uh, the guys would jump you, oh, um, wow. as kind of a sending off type of thing. So literally waiting for that door to open as guys are charging towards me jump out the door and uh, and go through the process of being released. And uh, luckily was was saved from any kind of uh, craziness that happens in jail. But uh, so that was kind of my awakening moment of, man, you know, if I'm going to be a Christian, um, I really got to take this seriously and and uh, shape up and felt like God was giving me a second chance at that point. So uh, I actually picked up and moved to Atlanta. Uh, my sister had moved to Atlanta um, during that time for a job. And she said, why don't you just come out and live with me for a couple months and, and do something new until you figure out what you're going to do after jail. Um, and that's where uh, I met my wife, wow. my now wife. Um, uh, we actually met online. I, I started a blog at the time, back when Blogspot okay. was cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, was really just... Like, I was just pouring it all out on my blog, like, spoke about jail and my uh, my journey as a Christian and my dad and everything. And I was just, it was just like therapy for me to, to write and uh, get my story out there. And back in the day on Blogspot, you, at the top, there was a little bar and you could just click random and it would pull up a random blog. And uh, this uh, girl, Heidi, clicked and came across my blog and commented on on one little thing i saw her little picture pop up and thought man she's cute i'll, I'll comment back 
and uh no i know like that's how we met this is awesome and (laughs) i love it it was uh it was crazy like um uh when we got married modern bride magazine actually did a story because awesome. it, it was like people who met online but not through like match.com or anything um and so that was so cool yeah I that was kind that. of fun but um we we ended up just realizing we, we both lived in the same city and so we met up and started dating and uh, our first date was actually we, uh, we went to um louis uh i always mess up his name louis giglio giglio <laughs> whatever oh, it yeah. is um to a, a church service uh no that he was putting on for for college kids so uh but yeah you know um got got married like a year later and uh you know over the last 10 11 years uh have had the the privilege of of raising four pretty awesome kids we are uh in the early stages of, of figuring out how to bring foster kids into our lives um that's awesome. Which people say we're crazy with four kids already, but I mean that's just how I grew up. So um that's we're awesome. gonna do that soon. And uh and really, um, you know, my my career has taken uh changes that you know, I, as I grew up during that period, went into to tech startups and things like that and um turned out I was pretty good at marketing and, and advertising. And that led to uh, a job at Marshall Church up in Seattle at one point, where I was the uh, communications director up there for about five years, working with Pastor Mark Driscoll, mm-hmm. and uh, was there until the church closed. Wow. And then we came back to uh, Atlanta and started the conference, and that's kind of what I'm doing now. So that's, that's the uh, that's the high-level overviews of, I guess, my entire life. Didn't mean to go no, all the I way back, it. but... <laughs> Like I shared with you even before we were recording today's episode, I didn't know all the ins and outs of your story. I knew that what God is doing in and through you is incredible. And seeing snippets of your story on social media um, is always cool. But hearing the full story, how you're becoming who God made you to be, adds so much more context um, to what you're doing and how you now are equipping other people to become the leaders that God made them to be too. I just think that that's really, really cool. You know, so what does becoming me, those two words, what does that mean to you? You know, I was thinking about this and, um, you know, as I think of like becoming who God wants me to be, I think it means, uh, or at least the the one thing that stands out to me is uh, I can define myself by my many, many failures that I've gone through. I only highlighted the the major one. Um, there's been many, you know, bad decisions I've made, uh, things that have happened to me. I mean, my, you know, my mom leaving as, as I was a kid. I mean, that, that's stuff that can define me. That's stuff that can become uh, an excuse for any kind of life I want to live. Um, but it's, it's saying, you know, that stuff doesn't define me. I'm not, I'm not defined by what happens to me. I'm not defined by... Yeah decisions I make I'm defined by what God wants me to be and I like I could end my story at any one of those uh mistakes or unfortunate situations um and just say that's who I am but um 
that's just never been true. God's always said, no, you know what, right. that's, you're, you're better than this, and I've, I've got better things planned for you. And, uh, and it's interesting because now I look and I'm like, man, okay, yeah, we've, we've got a successful conference, and it's great, and we're actually helping churches and helping other people become great leaders who are, are reaching uh, you know, people for Christ. And that's a great thing. But then I look at like colleagues and, and peers who are doing so much more and so much better and, you know, get jealous and envious of that. Mm-hmm. And just God keeps knocking me down to say, you know what, you're, you're actually doing pretty amazing work by my grace. You know, I'm, I'm allowing, uh, you know, I'm using you to, to do that and, and want to continue to do that as long as I, uh, continue to remain humble and, and serve him. So, I don't know. I think that, uh, you know, for me, it's, it still always seems like a, a story in, in process. Like, I don't, I don't know exactly what God wants me to become. Uh, but I know that, uh, what I've become is, is, um, pretty great considering all the stuff that I've been through. <laughs> I love what you just said. Becoming me is a story in process. That's a really cool way to describe it. And it's true. That's awesome. You know, if you were sitting across from another person at your favorite coffee shop in Atlanta, um, which are you a coffee drinker? I am. Yeah. Okay. I figured you were. Most people in church communications have to be coffee drinkers, to. in my opinion. But <laughs> um, you're sitting at your favorite coffee place and you're talking with someone else on their own becoming journey. What would you say to encourage them? Uh, like I coach people all the time, you know, uh, you know, 20 year olds who will say, man, you know, there's 15 year olds on YouTube making millions of dollars and I haven't done anything. And then you talk to a 35 year old and it's the same story. You talk to a 45 year old and, and it, no matter what age, there's always a story of someone who started at that point and did something amazing. Um, you know, God can use you at any age to do amazing things, no matter what your story is. Um, I'm coaching a guy right now who's like, man, I grew up a Christian. It was a, a solid home. My dad's awesome. My mom's awesome. We go to church. They're pastors. And like, there has never been anything dramatic in my life. I wish God would just give me a story. And I'm like, man, you know what? Someone can relate to that. Someone right. can use, you know, relate to that story and, and come to Christ through that. Uh, so just embrace who you are and be honest with who you are and be transparent. Like, I don't. I don't shy away from jail stories and dramatic family stuff and um, stuff that I've we've been through in my marriage. Like I don't flaunt that stuff or, or boast it by any means because uh, it's all stuff I don't really want to share. But we, you know, me and my wife have both have uh, just plenty of um, opportunities to share those things and, and help others. And it's because of that transparency and, and honesty that we have that, uh, you know, we got nothing to hide because we know that, that God can use these things to help others. No, I love it. And it's so wise and true. And I even love what you pointed to and not playing the comparison game, but like know who you are and own who you are and what God's put in front of you. That's huge and critical for all of our becoming journeys. That's awesome. So I know that there's a lot going on with that church and Sunday U and just walk us through what's coming up, what people can get involved in, and even a little backstory. Like if someone heard in your bio that you're the co-founder of that church conference and Sunday U, you know, what is that? What does that mean? 
Sure. Yeah. It, it started with, um, you know, we, Mars Hill closed. I moved back to Atlanta and I actually, um, I was doing some consulting for churches and things just to pay the bills and met up with, uh, some friends. There's people I followed online that also lived in Atlanta that we were meeting up for the first time. Um, Dave Adamson at North point and, uh, Ashley Williams, who was working at Catalyst at the time, and then my friend Van Baird, who really co-founded the conference with me, we all got together and we were saying, man, there's nothing out there that just really teaches practical uh, church communications content. Like we go to all these conferences and they're great, but we never we never walk away going, okay, I, I, I learned something new that I can implement in the church communications world. So we put together a, uh, our first event that year and uh, 2015 and you know we were the speakers and we brought in you know chris dunnigan from new spring and a couple other friends and uh you know they all spoke for free basically and we put together this one day event we we thought people from atlanta would just kind of come and and we'd fill a room with maybe 50 people and uh we kept having to expand the room to about as big as it was it would go which was 120 people and we crammed them all in there and people were buying tickets from all over wow. our very first ticket sold was in california and <laughs> uh, awesome. i called van and i was like man someone is flying to this like we need to make it good <laughs> like we just did not expect that uh, and so the the first event was great we just we all kind of spoke from our own case studies and things that we've been through in, in communications and People ate it up. They thought it was incredibly helpful. They they were finally in a room with people who understood what they did. And uh, the other half were able to go back to the church and say, look, a social media manager is an actual thing that our church needs. And uh, we're able to pitch that to their pastor. And uh, it just created this movement, this community of people who uh, have come together to, to share their resources and, and support each other because uh, we believe communications and marketing is actually a vital role uh, in the church um, as far as reaching people and spreading the gospel. So, um, so that's how it started. Uh, you know, like I said, we're coming up on our, our fourth year of doing the annual conference here in Atlanta. The next one is uh, September 25th and 26th. And you can go to that cc.com and get all the info for that. And uh, since then we've actually done uh, an online version we only we only get 200 people in the room here in atlanta like we we keep it intimate and small and we don't really uh want to grow it bigger than that as far as like who's actually in the room so we started putting these conferences online um and we have you know thousands of people who now watch online and so we call those that church summit uh sticking with the the theme of the the name um, and our next one's actually coming up uh, right after this airs. It'll be uh, in May, and you can watch it online for free. So we, we stream those online for free. You've been a part of that and uh, did yep. an awesome session uh, at our <laughs> last you. one. And in fact, it, it became so, your session became so incredibly valuable during uh, the school shootings and things like that, um, that we went, we went ahead and just kind of blasted that out everywhere. And uh, we got a lot of feedback on how... Uh, helpful that was so thank you (laughs) no totally so i mean that's what that's what keeps me busy these days i I run the conference we do the online conferences as as well then we started sunday u uh, which is sundayu.org is really like our training and resources hub so 
we've got all the conference videos on there, but we also do like monthly webinars and podcasts and downloadable resources and things like that. So um, you can become a member uh, and get access to all of that uh, at sundayu.org. And that, that really just launched this last January and is off to a really great start. So we're happy with that. That's awesome. Lots of really exciting things going on in your world for sure. Um, and I'm excited about the conference lineup for the fall because one of our mutual friends, Jenny, is one of the speakers. Yeah, so we're cool. so excited to have her. I can't believe she said yes. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I can believe it because what you guys are doing is awesome. And she's all about teaming up with people who are equipping leaders to lead at their very best. And that's what you do. Totally. Totally. We're, we're very excited. It's going to be a um, this this lineup for the conference in Atlanta this year is like our most diverse uh, lineup. Um, we, you know, we always get feedback from people that uh, there's just too many white guys, you know, and and honestly, I invite people from, you know, all over uh, to come and speak at these things. And it just never, never really works out. It did start as like my friends were the speakers. Uh, and so that kind of made sense a little bit. And it was a little revealing of like, huh, all my friends are, are yeah. white dudes. Okay. And so over the years, I've, I've made so many relationships with, with different people, like you included. And so I'm very excited that like this year, um, I think we have more women than men speaking, uh, representing uh, a few different races and backgrounds. And it's, it's just incredibly diverse. We've got Nona Jones from uh, Facebook is going to come cool. and, and speak and it's it's going to be pretty pretty incredible i think this is going to be um, my favorite year yet so which is great right it's supposed to keep getting better and better well justin thank you so much for sharing your story who you are who you're becoming and then everything that you're up to i mean you inspire me and um, i'm just i'm cheering you on big time so thank you thank you emily i mean it's, it's really um just a pleasure and an honor to be a part of this thank you for allowing me to share my story. I, I hope it's, it's relevant and helpful to at least somebody, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just grateful for what I get to do now. Um, I haven't had to have a, a real job for a few years now. Um, but, uh, it's, I'm just incredibly grateful to be able to equip other leaders. I, I like to say, I, I, I serve, um, people who serve in the church now, like I don't work for a, a church anymore, but uh, we're able to volunteer at our church and I'm able to serve so many churches through through what we do and, and that's just an, an incredible honor. So thanks for helping awesome. get the word out about that. To learn more about Justin and connect with him, visit the podcast episode page on our website at creativechurch.com. That's C-R-T-V-Church.com. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Becoming Me podcast on the Creative Church Podcast Network. For more information about Becoming Me, visit us at becomingme.tv. You can also connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook with at becomingme.tv. And connect with us at creativechurch.com. Again, that's crtvchurch.com. You can also check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at creativechurch.com.